All right, hello everyone. My name is David. We are back for another episode of Magic in the Moon, and I am joined this week by my friend Fonzie. Hello, Fonzie. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Would you mind uh, introducing yourself for the listeners? Oh, I'd be elated to. My name is Fonzie. Um, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is Witch Illumisente, um, which is a mouthful, I know, but it's actually I've. I've explained this before on my instagram and i but i think it's a uh, time to reintroduce myself because yeah. I've, I've cultivated um a bigger following but it's uh it's a it's a way of honoring one of my ancestors whose name was illuminado lucente who that's was my great, wonderful great grandfather yeah um and it's such a powerful name and so it was kind of at the time when i came up with my name i didn't have an ancestor um practice or an ancestral practice because i didn't have a place for them yeah so i was like you know what the best way to do it is to kind of offer my instagram and my social media presence to to him just to say like listen look at me i'm, I'm paying attention to you you know what i mean so sure. um so that's what my name means um it is an amalgamation of my great-great-grandfather's name um and he was a poet and he was an artist in the philippines um i am uh, a gender fluid queer from los angeles i am a folk catholic practitioner um i am also a witch and that's what the cup uh, capital w um and i my practice is very interesting <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna say that um I am a professional tarot reader. I usually do events. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you'll probably see a whole bunch of promos if it's not my face. Um, if you are going to my Instagram with it, of, of lately, if you do follow my Instagram of lately, um, it's a lot of, of my face. I'm going through this little phase of where I'm kind of becoming much more comfortable with being on camera. So you're going to be you're going to be seeing a lot of my face if you start to follow me. But um, that's neither here nor there. I am also a podcast host and I host the Red Text podcast with my wonderful, wonderful co-host Ryan, who is um, the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram. And um, we're actually gearing up for the end of our first season because Ooh. our pod podcast anniversary is coming up in November. So congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. Um, we've, we've cultivated this little platform um, of folk Catholics and witches, and we are so grateful for our audience, and we are so grateful to be invited to other podcasts and talk about the things that we are so immensely passionate about. You know, the folk Catholic witches really have to stick together because I feel like we kind of get shit on from both sides of things. Like, we're not Catholic enough for the traditional Catholics and we're not mm -hmm. witchy enough for, like, the pagan witches and we're kind of in this weird little space. So all six of us have to <laughs> stick up for each other. All six of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny, too. We, I've, I've talked about that on the podcast before where it's interesting to... It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. Right. Because one, once you start identifying yourself as a witch and you, you carry that title and I always say, I say witch with a capital W because that pointy hat never comes off. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you start carrying that, that, um, because I was for, I was first a witch before I was a folk Catholic. Same. Mind you, yeah. Right. So I was started, I, I adopted my, my folk practice or my foot, my faith into my practice later after I've actually kind of was kind of launched into my, my witchcraft. Yeah. So I always find myself at this crossroads of, I, we, we call it on the podcast, the holy and the heretical, 
right? That's good. It's yes. this this crossroads of the holy and the heretical because we don't know where we fit. I mean, we do now because we made the platform ourselves. Yeah. You made the space for it for sure. Yeah, we did. Like us as folk Catholics, we had to make the platform because yeah. the witches don't want us because we're Catholic, and the the church doesn't want us because we're witches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like this, and it. We were at a risk of, like, developing this, like, cognitive dissonance that we were kind of conditioned to have our entire lives because Mm -hmm. of the church. Right. And then, like, constantly deconstructing that church and trying to rebuild it all the time. Like, so it's always wavering. It's always going back and forth. It's Mm -hmm. always addressing your conditioning. It's always um, uh, reassessing how you believe and what you believe and, you know what I mean, and how to practice. and Yeah what is right and what is wrong. You know what I mean? So it's a constant, constant flux of questioning yourself and imposter syndrome. And if I should be doing this or, um, does, do my spirits believe that I should be doing this or is this okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's constant, always deconstructing and reconstructing. For sure. No, um, no, I don't even have anything to add to that. Just like, yeah, that's just true. Like period. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. No, I, um, had a similar situation where like I described myself as a witch for much longer than I've like described myself as a folk Catholic and Mm. um I'm still like a pagan among other things which adds a little more complexity to that but yeah the folk Catholic thing kind of came way way later for me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because that's I think that also kind of happens for a lot of people because it's easier to kind of adopt this idea of of witchcraft or something that is pagan mm-hmm. um then it is to deconstruct your faith the thing that you were kind of con- conditioned to believe right um i think a lot of us kind of just put it away we ignored yeah. it instead of addressing it mm-hmm. um which is fine like it's it's okay to kind of deal with it that way um for now but i do think that a lot of the things that we carry it kind of carries over into the rest of our life so mm-hmm. i think there is i i am a, a firm believer in saying that you should address the trauma that the church has given has has forced upon you oh yeah I think that's important it is for to sure. some extent yeah you know and you we're should not gonna that. we won't all handle that the same way so like that's not right. to say anyone needs to like process their trauma the same way that we have but like absolutely please process it eventually in, <laughs> in some, some way, way. Yes. in one way or another just <laughs> yes say hi to it like you know start to get comfortable with it you know but for sure that's no i love that you kind of told your story with that because like i know for me like the commonality like through my spiritual life kind of was mary um mm-hmm. and even as i kind of like went through this journey with paganism that like i'm still very much on like i definitely still describe myself as like a pagan polytheist first it was kind of like a devotion to Mary that opened me up to kind of the other elements of Catholicism that I hadn't really been comfortable with before. Mm-hmm. Um, you look, uh, the aspects of Catholicism I never felt comfortable with because I didn't grow up Catholic. I actually grew up Protestant. I did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a very Jesus centered household. Um, and with that, with a very Jesus centered household, um, Catholicism is not something that we should be doing. Um, Catholicism is idolatry in some cases. Catholicism is talking to the dead. Catholicism is, um, I mean, these are all true. Yeah. Um, but it was also seen as, um, I mean, I don't think it's idolatry. 
Yeah, but yeah. Also, <laughs> what is really wrong with that? Really, you know what I mean? I I'm a hundred percent an idolater. Like I have yeah. all the pagan god statues. Like I have my idols for sure. Right, and then, and also at the same times, like conservatives, the the ones who claim to be true Protestant, God fearing, God fearing, whatever, God fearing Christians, they worship their flag. You know, oh, like oh, they yeah. talk about how like I love my flag, and I'm just like that's that's you're worshiping a well, you're worshiping a false idol. Yeah, mind you, um, hey. and it's become this fucking egregore that I just can't fucking stand anymore. Like I'm so sick of seeing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like. Uh, I was always kind of conditioned with my with my father specifically mm-hmm. because he was kind of like, you know, um very much like I am the patriarch. This is my castle kind of a person. Like yeah. I love my dad, but like, you know, he no, has I get his that. He has his flaws. Um Catholicism wasn't a thing. My mom grew up Catholic. Mm. But so like things like my my Lola I'm I'm sorry, my my grandmother would like sneak me rosaries or sneak me like medals Mm -hmm. like when i was growing up and say like don't let your dad see this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it was kind of sprinkled in throughout my life i just never knew how to use them properly and i never really gravitated towards them i was never really super um you know in tune with my religion i was just kind of did it out of obligation yeah so i didn't really have like an idea of what what i knew what christianity looked like i just didn't know how it felt Mm. Because I was meant to just follow. Yeah. It was blind obedience, you yeah. know? So I think that a lot of us who grew up in a Christian health, uh, Christian household who found occultism mm-hmm. um, experienced that. And that's yeah. the reason why we, we found it, you know? And then, like, kind of going back to our roots and reevaluating the, the, the construct that is institutionalized religion. It's really... because Just because... I'm saying it. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's immensely powerful once you actually assess it and I you're agree. Become, yeah. you become very aware of it. Mm-hmm. It really does add to your magic. It does. You can kind of reclaim that in a powerful way. And um, Michael Therese was uh, on the show recently, and he made a really good point of like you don't have to go that far back to find a Catholic ancestor, even like if your direct family was Protestant, because mm-hmm. it was not that long ago when everybody had a Catholic grandma, even if you're, like, a Texan Baptist family now. <laughs> so yeah, it may not be, like, your direct, like, parents and grandparents, maybe, but, like, it's... Catholicism is in most of our blood at some point. Oh, for yeah. For sure. 100%. Especially coming from my background. Um, first of all, you mentioned Michael. I just want to say I love Michael. Michael Michael's was a great. guest on our podcast twice because we adore them. Um, but, yeah, so, hi, Michael. Um... Oh, oh my God! See, this is this is what happens. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying before I I started fawning over Michael? Before we fawned over Michael, um... oh, oh, <laughs> backgrounds and why Catholicism yes. is okay. Yeah, so ancestry. Yes. Um, my background is I'm Filipino and mm. Spanish. Yeah. So everything about that is Catholicism, right? Yes. So it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I really didn't have to go far at all. Like yeah. my my mom is was grew up catholic and my grandmother was but even if they weren't like i could probably go back a generation and a half and be like there's a catholic right there oh yeah for sure yeah absolutely the similar thing with me um like i you know live in the united states but like i have family from brazil and it's like i didn't grow up catholic necessarily but it wouldn't be hard to just like bump into that so um yeah it's just there it's in the blood it's everywhere yeah the church colonized the world and now they get this so <laughs> it's their fault actually 
That's right. <laughs> We're just colonizing the colonizers. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's really kind of that. I would say that that's what it meant. But I mean, we call it different things. We call it constru- uh, deconstruction, reconstruction. We call it a lot of things. Unpacking. We call it. But yeah, For sure. we, we are kind of just taking it back, and that's really what it is. Like, it is. We, we yeah. talked about that in our. Um, on our first episode, we're just like, this is really just taking back a faith that belonged to the people in the first place that was stolen. Absolutely. You know, like I, and so when you see too the history of it and like how many pagan practices and other spiritualities were kind of assimilated into the church to convert people, I think that's why it resonates so heavily too. If there's like a pull you feel inside of yourself of like, oh, I don't want to go to church, but I want to pray the rosary or I feel, you know, really compelled by like Marian art or whatever that is. Um, probably cause it was taken from something else at some point. <laughs> right. And you're, you're seeing that connection maybe just in a different way and maybe dressed up a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's not an accident that there's so many synchronicities when it comes to apparitions of Mary and older spirits. Mm-hmm. Mary did not like y'all. I, I, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like we we got to stop lying to ourselves when it comes to tra- traditional Catholics. It did not start with Jesus. It did not start with Mary. It did not start with God. No. And and then we could also talk about like an older translation of the Bible. The first three words were not in the beginning. It was in a beginning. Yeah. Um. So it's just like y'all. This is not open for interpretation. This there is not one true God. That's such bullshit. You know. It's, I mean. I think yeah. that's. It's such a cop-out. Even though I venerate him in some way, indirectly, I do respect that being, whether it be him, her, or they. Um, I don't think that God has a gender. Just no. Um, But at the same time, um, you know, I, I think that with the the folk beliefs and the, the group of people that have, or the groups of people in different biomes and different cultures that have existed over the millions of years that we've been on this floating rock it's just it's impossible to me to believe that there is only one being that should be venerated agreed I it's agree. sick it like, is it's so sick well and you wonder why like a lot of protestant christianity is very like dry i guess for lack of a better word it's they've taken a lot of the spiritual allyship and kind of the power out of a lot of what they do for that reason i think i've used that example before and let me see i don't know if you've heard of like this okay so this is gonna make sense in a second just stay with me for okay a second. so i have i i have a friend or i used I, I don't communicate with them anymore but i used to have a friend who was going to law school and this friend told me the reason why law books are so unbelievably boring to read is because they don't want people to read them. So I believe that the reason why Protestant, uh, Protestant Christianity is so bland and boring is because they don't want anyone to access the magic. And that's the reason why, that's the reason why Catholicism is so, so much more um, interesting to me because there is so, because you're right. Protestant, Protestant Christianity is so bland. It is so bland. It is very straightforward. It's literally the law book of, of religion. I agree, so, yeah. Yeah, so if you really think about it, the, I mean, 
the, the, the Catholics have their own way of gatekeeping the magic. Of it's course. called the it's called the clergy. Oh yes. Right? Yeah. And the clergy is saying like y'all are not allowed to use the sign of benediction. You're not allowed to bless things. It's all up to the clergy to do those things. Lay mm -hmm. people are only responsible for coming to church and being devout and will do everything else for you. Mm -hmm. That's gatekeeping magic. Oh yes. That's only keeping the people like what what who is you to, who is you? Who is you? Me, yeah. To tell me a, a a mere lay person that I cannot bless whatever you know what i mean so yeah uh, and it's also proof to me that the church recognizes that magic exists oh they know they're, they definitely know and that's the tea they're, they're not going to call it witchcraft but they're saying wear the miraculous metal do the sign of a cross holy water they know what they're doing pray pray like <laughs> praying is magical all by itself yeah and yeah. they don't and they will never say it they'll never no. admit it no no they won't Okay, so I I love that you talked about kind of like deconstruction or unpacking, whatever you want to call that term, kind of like the the institution of the religion and kind of how you uh, got to like where you are. So I would mm -hmm. like to know, what would you suggest to someone that maybe is curious about like a full Catholic magic practice, but maybe doesn't know how to begin doing that? Oh God, that's such a great question. Because I think that's what our platform is based on, or mm. that's the foundation of our platform, yeah. right? That's the reason why we're here, is to try to give people the resources and the experience and the perspective For sure. on how to navigate yeah. how to navigate this practice, because it's so, it's so difficult, and it's yeah. so... It it's really is, in some ways, self-mutilation, because you're really, you really are... Or not self-mutilation, I'm sorry, that should have been a trigger warning. Excuse me. Um, but spiritual self-mutilation, because you literally do have to unpack and deconstruct the conditioning that you grew up with. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work and it doesn't take, it takes a very, very self-aware, strong person to do it. So the first thing that I would do, if someone, if I were to give someone advice on how to navigate this, this practice, are you asking about being a witch and being a Catholic at the same time? Yes. In this context. Okay. Yes. And okay. So, um, so first what I would do is, if you are a witch and you're you're starting to practice within witchcraft, the first thing that you need to do is evaluate and assess um, and dictate what your morals and your values are. Why are you doing it? Why why do you want to practice witchcraft? Um, you also have to remember where witchcraft come from, comes from and who uses it and why they use it. Um, so, you know, marginalized folks you got a free you got you got a you got the golden ticket people yeah. of color uh queer people mm -hmm. you've got the golden ticket you you are to me just just my my personal opinion um you 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 kind of you you kind of have like a you have kind of given kudo points um to be able to practice witchcraft in my opinion um but also at the same time why are you doing it why why are you consorting with spirits why are you trafficking trafficking with spirits um, what are you, what are they, what are you asking them to consent to do for you? Mm -hmm. Um, because remember, I always tell this, it's not about you. It's about them. They will, they will, they will do, they will grant your will if they see fit. Right. Yes. Because that's the reason why we do the things that we do is because we consort with spirits. And that is, I think the difference between magic and, and witchcraft, that's my personal opinion. I don't know if that's going to get me in trouble, but consorting with spirits and being, you know, communing with spirits is what in essence 
differs from magic and witchcraft. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that's more of a nuanced conversation, but like just kind of like a like a nutshell kind of an idea. That's how I see it, and that goes towards also reevaluate reevaluating your condition, your 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 uh, Catholic conditioning or your Christian condi- conditioning. What are your values and what are your morals? Why are you doing it? Why do you want to revisit your 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 faith? Because you don't have to. That's true. You really, really don't have to. Yeah. Um, the reason why I. I wanted to start incorporating my faith in my witchcraft is because I didn't feel like I had a choice. I, I always, for some reason, had a really great relationship with Christ. I regard, you know, despite my, my queer identity, despite this cognitive dissonance that I had from the church, despite all of those things, I had a really sincere um, relationship with Christ because I don't know, it was sincere. It was genuine. Um, so I never could really disconnect from that for some reason. So I never really had like this, this issue where I felt that I needed to stop being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later in my life where I realized like, it's because it wasn't the faith that was the problem was the institution was the people that was telling me it was wrong. It wasn't my God because my God was never telling me it was wrong. Yeah. People were. Yeah. Um, so going back is why do you want to do it? Do you want to do it because you actually want to consort with these spirits like saints and Mary and God and Jesus? Because these are all parts of Catholicism, right? Yeah. I also don't want to tell people it's like, yo, listen, if you want to be a folk Catholic, you got to start talking to Jesus. You guys start talking to God. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair. I agree. Yeah, because that's the reason why that's the reason why we have saints is mm-hmm. because they they speak on behalf of us. Mm-hmm. Um, because like personally, right now, I don't have a direct relationship with with Christ, and I don't have a direct relationship with God. I have a very very strong direct relationship with Mary. Likewise, because yes. Mary Mary is the gateway to all of those things. Mm-hmm. She was she is also the gateway. But you know, and this is kind of veering a little bit into UPG stuff. Do it. But, uh, you know, she is also the gateway to earth spirits because she does, she holds dominion over, over the sky, which Mm -hmm. is heaven. She holds dominion over earth and she also holds dominion over the abyss. And I've said this before, she holds dominion over everything. Um, and I really couldn't care less if that's going to get me in trouble with my Satanist friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have many, 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 many Satanist friends, and I love them very dearly. Um, but no, I don't think that's going to get me in trouble. They, they know that I see it that way. Um, but she does. She, she does. does hold dominion over every aspect and every realm. So she speaks for me in um, all parts, all aspects of my craft. Yeah. So is that the reason why you want to get into it? Do you see, do you have a connection to Mary? Do you have this visceral need? Because like, I think like what kind of gets lost in the sauce in regards to practicing within witchcraft is like, everyone wants to do a deity. Everyone wants to do, everyone wants a deity shop, right? Everyone wants to work with Hecate or everyone wants to work with Diana or Aphrodite or Apollo or whatever. Everyone wants to work with everyone, right? Um, But why? Yeah. What is the reason? That's always the question I have when everyone, anyone asks me, what is, you know, why, how should I start practicing? You have to first distinguish and to dictate why do you want to practice? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you want to work with this spirit? 
why this particular spirit? Like, for example, why do I personally want to work with Michael? Right? It's changed. I started working, I started trying to cultivate a, with, a relationship with Michael a year ago, and he doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing, oh, I think I might start working with Michael as a psychopomp. Mm. Yeah. Because that is one of his as- that is one of his his jobs mm-hmm. is a psychopomp trafficking or ferrying people into you know where they're supposed to go. So maybe that's why he's not answering. Because I've been asking the wrong questions. I've been asking. I've been petitioning incorrectly. So it changes, right? Yeah. So he, I'm not just working with Michael because Michael is someone that you should be working with. I'm not a folk Catholic because folk Catholicism is part of the conversation now. I'm a folk Catholic because I'm. I am part of the faith. Mm-hmm. So going into it, the reason why you should be going into it is with sincerity. Yeah. That is bottom line. If the question, if you're, if the answer to that question is anything but sincerity, you're not supposed to be doing it. I love that you're pointing that out because like, as I'm sure you do as well, I get questions from beginners a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's great. Like I'm, more than happy to help out with that in the ways that of I feel course. I can. But mm-hmm. what gets asked a lot is how, and what I don't think I can say that anyone's asked me once is why. Right. And that is important because like you said, it's like everyone wants to shop for, you know, their spirit of whatever. And it's kind of like, but why? Why? And here's the thing is how, how is so much easier to figure out than why? Once you figure out why, you will figure out how it falls into place. Absolutely. You will re- you because once you start actually communicating and channeling and actually connecting to these spirits, they will tell you how. Mhm. They will tell you how if you're doing it correctly. They will tell you how. And if they don't, that means that they don't want to work with you. And that is totally fine. Odds are Mary is going to work with you regardless. If you ask, she will. Like yeah. she is so like I will work with everybody. I don't care who you are, right? Yeah. She is so, she is so, she really is that motherly, you know, figure where she, she, she just wants to, Oh yeah. she wants everyone to be loved. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So, um, but like, I'm just talking about like in a general sense, like do the work, like yeah. do the fucking work. Absolutely. That's not just a witchcraft. That's not just witchcraft fucking advice. That's just religious advice. You have to do the work. Well, and then I totally agree with you in saying that like, the big distinguishing factor between like some form of magic versus like a witchcraft is the relationship with spirits. And Mm -hmm. that's just good fucking advice for building a relationship with literally any spirit. doesn't matter if it's Catholic or pagan or literally anything. You cannot just summon these like spirit beings into your bedroom to do your bidding. If you don't give a fuck about who they are or why they should be there. Oh my God, please don't do that. (laughs) Please don't. And some of y'all are. So please. please don't. Oh no, y'all, listen. Okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> I have not petitioned Michael. I have not petitioned Michael yet, and the reason why is because I don't have a relationship with him yet. Mm-hmm. Because Michael, okay, here's the thing. Michael is very controversial, and I know that. Yeah, and I've I've had my I, I have my qualms about Michael. A lot of it, I think, is also uh, propaganda. You know, um, it's people saying that Michael is this and Michael is that, Mm -hmm. you know, this whole idea that Michael is like the patron saint of the police. I can see why. But he's also one of the patron saints of justice. Why would 
why would Michael be a patron state of the police? They don't represent justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, at the same time, um, I understand the, the, um, the, the want and the need. And this is, this is a product of social media. Yeah. Right. This is the reason why people are doing these things and calling upon spirits to be in their home to do their bidding is because of social media, because social media is making it seem like this is the way to be a witch. Mm-hmm. This is the way to be spiritual. If you're not doing this, then you're not doing it right. Right. But no one is talking about the fact that you're supposed to be cultivating relationships with spirits. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be communing with spirits. You're supposed to be trafficking with spirits. And part of that is cultivating a relationship. It's not yeah. It's not just forging something like from fire. It is cultivation. It is seed. It, you are sowing the seeds and you are cultivating. That is a word that I use all the time. You have to cultivate, and then once it grows, you harvest, and well, you enjoy to, the fruits. To take it out of, like, a more spiritual context and put it in more, like, kind of regular, mundane terms, it's like, are you going to walk up to a stranger on the street and ask them for $20? And if you did, how do you think that would go for you? Versus, like, someone that you have known for a very long time and have a friendship with, and you need money from them. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, there's nuance to that, too, because it depends who you're talking to. That, too. Because, like, let's say, for example, I go up to, I, if someone came up to me personally and asked for $20, and for, and my intuition is telling me, you could really help this person by giving them $20, I'm going to give them the $20, right? Or if I go up to somebody who, like Mary, (laughs) who Mm -hmm. I petitioned right away, yeah, she answered right away. You know, it wasn't like this year-long thing, this year-long yeah. pilgrimage right. of cultivating a relationship. It took me two weeks mm-hmm. to, to get an answer from her. You know, so it, it really depends. Like, that, that con- I agree with you, but that also that conversation is nuanced. For sure. So yeah. it really does depend on who you're talking to. Um, and also, the only reason why I know this is because it's evidence-based, based on the other practitioners who work with Mary, saying, like, yeah, she acts the same with me, too. Yeah, yeah she acts with me. You know, she it's, it's just something that it's it's common ground with everybody right yeah so um and then also with that there are branches of mary there are different aspects of mary that you can be working with that's true uh, and there are also regional marys that you could be working with right there are different aspect apparitions of mary that are or, or originate in different parts of the world mm-hmm. that you yeah. can look into that would that you could gravitate towards you know what i mean there's ones from france mm-hmm. like um lords one in the lords yeah, yeah there you go oh my god thank you yeah, uh, Our Lady of Lords, and then there's Undoer of Knots, and there's Guadalupe, right? So there's all of these different aspects that you can actually, and then there's ones in Italy, and there's ones in the Philippines, and there's, you know, so... Guarantee, it, there is some form of Mary local to where you live. There are so absolutely. many of them. If you find it, she will be there. there. Especially because most of the time, if you're in the United States, you're you're standing on stolen land. Yes. So you have to also make sure that you're also consorting with the spirits of that stolen land. That's and important. Mary Mary is very very aware of those spirits who are on those on those uh, you know on the stolen land. So you yeah. just, you know you got to It works out. It works out. It all yeah. evens out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we are coming up towards the end of our time. So before we say goodbye, where could people find you uh, on social media? Sorry. Uh, okay, so on social media, I am at Witch Illumicente. That's I L U M I C E N T. And then Witch is just Witch, like yeah. W I T C H. 
Um, and that's on Twitter and that's on Instagram. Um, I do have a TikTok, but I don't create content, so don't worry about it. I just do that for fun. Um, and then uh, the Red Text Podcast, it is at the Red Text Podcast on Instagram, and you can find it on Spotify and all of the other major platforms except for Apple Podcasts. For some reason, we're having issues with getting our podcasts on that. We're working on it. Um, but Spotify, Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, it's, it's all on there. And, um, and it's also on my link tree on my Instagram. Cool. Um, I'm also going to be starting a YouTube channel pretty soon. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I promised, I promised my followers on Instagram that once I, I, I reach a thousand followers, I would start a YouTube. So I don't know. Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> we'll fucking see. Um, and then if you're in the LA area, I do a lot of events. I do a lot of events where I, I vend, I, I do live tarot readings. I also do spell, uh, Novena candle crafting so it's fun those are always really fun ways to meet people well i will definitely tag all of those things in the episode description so if people can't spell then it'll be there for them (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on it's been great having you oh it was my absolute honor